in today's show. It's the first big day of the NBA. It's Wednesday. There are 12 games on. Are there 12 dumb things we're going to talk about? Yep. Are there 12 massive things we have to talk about? There's probably more than that for both of those things. So stay tuned. I'm going to talk Santiel Dama, Isaiah Hartenstein, Alperen Sengun, whatever else you want to hear about. I'm going to talk Michael Bolton as well. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. I'm not going to muck around here because we've got 12 games to talk about. So much random shit that went on. So we're going to get straight into all of that stuff right now. In fact, Warney... Let's get it on, Gilly. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some quick news things. I'm officially worried about Zach Levine's knees. He missed today. He's going to miss the next game. The fact that he's on knee injury management and the Bulls are notorious liars with injuries. Oh, there's nothing structurally wrong with Levine's knee. It's all fine. Everything's good. We're just going to cut him open. And then when the new season starts, he's not going to be ready. But it's definitely not a setback. He only played on it and now he can't play. That's not a setback. That's part of the plan. We expected him to not play games. Liars, liars, and I'm worried. We'll talk more about the Bulls later on. They don't do anything crazy with Levine, but I am worried. And in other news, Eric Paschal, the triangle is waived. And I bring this up only to say, on that terrible Warriors team, he was putting up big numbers. And people loved it. Just always be wary about looking at these one-dimensional guys who need everything fed through them and big usage on terrible teams to put up numbers that make you think, oh, maybe he's good, because um, they're not. And he's one of those players, um, I don't get it right all the time. Maybe I don't even get it right half the time, who knows? But I knew he was not good. And it's always worth passing through context when looking at numbers, when those numbers happen, how they happen, who they're around, how do, how do they get there, and he's gone. He was, uh, he was on the Jazz last season, never played. Two-way with the Wolves and waived before the season started. So that's all that done because we've got so much in these 12 games that we're going to talk about. Um, actually, no. Yeah, I, I, I lie because I've got to tell you about the most added and dropped players on the waiver wire, which will lead us into something else a little bit later on, which will be the recaps. Let's talk about it right now. Number one, up 10% is the big fella. Jalen Duran. Now, how much do I want to... Shit on teams. Yeah, a lot. A lot, actually. The Hornets traded away this pick. They're dumb. They're a badly run organization. Sorry, Michael Jordan. I like your shoes, but you're a, you're a terrible um, governor. You're a badly run team. Why they traded away this pick to get four seconds ooh, um, and a very late first is ridiculous. Duran, I was worried, wasn't going to play, especially after the Pistons went, oh, we've got Duran. Let's overpay and re-sign Marvin Bagley. Bagley is hurt. Duran came in and looked really bloody good. All that's to say is add him. Like, he was a great late pick. Nerlens Noel, surely surely Dwayne Casey cannot. I, I know I'm not supposed to swear. I know. But surely Dwayne Casey can't screw it up from here. Can he? And say, oh, we'll play Bugley when we'll play Noel. Uh, surely not. Add Duran. 
He won't be this good every day, every game. He was playing the magic, right? But he was great. Up 10%. DeAndre Hunter up 8%. Eh, maybe. Like, he scored well. But in true DeAndre Hunter style, he had like nothing else. So, yeah, maybe. There are better ads. The Bronco. Jalen Williams. Broncos country. Let's ride. I don't know why. He's up 8%. Don't know about that. Jaden Ivey up 6 Yeah, look, he was really good today as well. My man, Isaiah Hartenstein. I told you he's better than Mitchell Robinson. Now, today's game, Robinson got into foul trouble, which we'll talk about later. He's a must-add, Hartenstein. Will Barton up 6%. I guess that's because um, Denny Avdia got hurt. No, you, Will! No, he's ready to sack that. Run, Will! Give it off quick! Um, yeah, but I still don't... Like, that shouldn't be a priority to me. Duran, Ivy, Hartenstein, all should be prioritized over Will Barton. I don't... Avdia apparently isn't. And Will, Will Unsell, where's Unsell Jr.? Not Will. Where's Unsell Jr. said after the game? Oh, no, yeah, Denny was actually, he was cleared, ready to go back in the game. I didn't see a follow-up question where someone said, then why didn't you put him back in? That would have been the logical follow-up, but he looks like he's ready to go. Barton doesn't need to be added. Caleb Barton was all right today. He's up 6%. No problem. Back-end 12-team guy. And old mate Jalen Suggsy Suggs up 6%. Got to be added. He looked really good, even though he did foul out in like 25 minutes. He was good. Let's look at the drops. Let's uh, let's jack them off. Not individually. One big group. Get that garbage out of here! Matisse Thibel down 26%. Yeah, look, shouldn't have been drafted. Clear drop. Victor Oladipo down 12%. Worth a flyer, but as soon as you're injured first game, no way. Not holding him. Get lost. Derek White down 8%. He was a good stream for yesterday. Probably would have held for some other stream maybe later in this week. But he is no way a must-roster player. Dylan Brooksy Brooks is injured. Down 6%. See you later. Damian Jones did not play. Now, some of that was because it was the Warriors, but also, if Anthony Davis is going to be the starting center, there's not enough minutes for him to be a 12-team league guy. See you later. Kevin Herter down 4%. Interesting. The game hadn't even been played when these numbers came out, so I don't really know why that would be the case, but his upside's relatively low. And then old mate Chris Duarte. Now, Chris is an interesting one because I was on record millions of times saying, I do not think this guy is very good. I think it was an absolute waste of a draft pick by the Indiana Pacers, yet... In nearly every mock draft, when it came to round 11 or 12, he sort of fitted what I needed. And he was bad today. Then he copped a hit in the head and uh, limited minutes. And I don't think his upside's that good. I do not think he is a very good prospect. I've, I've said that ad nauseum. So if you want to drop him to grab Duran, to grab Benedict Matherin, Jalen Suggs, Jaden Ivey, do it. Do it. Don't have to hold on to Duarte. And this one's a panic one. Isaiah Jackson. Now, let's be fair. Today's game was bad. It was really bad. And we're going to talk about that in a second. That is... The fact that he's being dropped makes him a massive bailer. Go and go and grab him. But it was bad. There is no sugarcoating what happened today um, and how bad that was. But yeah, don't drop him. Like, the other guys, yeah, no worries. Isaiah Jackson, no, no, no. We don't drop him in this situation. And we also don't drop BetOnline.net, the number one source for all of your football and basketball betting needs. Whether that is team matchups or player developments, news, injuries, podcasts, in-depth analysis, betonline.net is going to have everything that you possibly need. And we go and have a look. There's two games on in the NBA tomorrow. The Bucks are four-point underdogs now. Four points against the Sixers. Interesting. The Clippers are five and a half points against the Lakers. The Lakers, are they, are they good, are they? No, they're not. But the Clippers are only five and a half point favorites. You can check all that at betonline.net, including live up-to-the-minute scores and live betting. It's the fastest and easiest way also. To catch up on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, playoffs, go Padres, MMA, boxing, and golf, as well as the NHL. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Um, let's start 
with some recaps. The Washington Wizards and the Indiana Pacers. All right, so let's um, let's go through a few things here. With this, um, the Wizards, Christos Porzingis sprained his ankle in the warm-up. Not the only person in this game that sprained his ankle in the warm-up. Porzingis was able to play through it, though. Porzingis. But let's see what that means for his status moving forward. KP had 15 and 10 in 32 minutes with two blocks. Didn't shoot well, but otherwise good numbers. Beal was great, 23, 5 and 6. Kuzma, lackluster preseason from Kuz, but 22 and 13 is really, really good. Monty Morris had 7, 6 and 6. I shouted from the rooftops. I do not think this move to Washington means his usage goes up. I think his assist rate goes up, but it means his usage probably goes down. I, I didn't think he'd play 20 minutes tonight because I'll tell you why he did though in this game because DeLon Wright is really good. He's a very, very good backup point guard and Unsailed was feeling DeLon. So DeLon got the minutes. You don't drop Monty Morris, but he is an incredibly low upside player. As for Barton, he did have 17 points. There's not much else there and I don't really trust the role for him. While Hachimura had 7-5 and five in 24 minutes, nobody has him in 12-team leagues. Surely, please tell me you don't. Um, if you do, just drop him in 12s. While Avdia had 4 points in 8 minutes. He was replaced in the second half by uh, Anthony Gill. Let's get another chance to do this. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> well, Dan Gafford, 16 minutes for Gaff. All of them behind Porzingis. 12-7 and seven a steal and a block. That's really good. His upside is through the roof if Porzingis misses. So, with Porzingis questionable, uh, you might want to have a look at Gaff. Let's talk about the Pacers because their center also sprained his ankle in the pregame warm-ups and he did not play. You go, all right, let's go. So Isaiah Jackson time. Uh, Rick Carlisle says no. No, Rick Carlisle says actually we're going to get the Red Rooster, the six foot five power forward, Terry Taylor, out there. Oh, that works. So uh, eight and two for Terry in 24 minutes. Um, yeah, look, that's pretty sick stuff. He was a minus eight. And we move the guy that's been our starting power forward all offseason. Like, Jalen, how about you, Sticks? How about you go and play center? Oh, but Mr. Carlisle, I've been power forward all... It doesn't matter. But we've got two other centers on the... It doesn't matter. You're the center now. Okay, that's a way to coach. Are we trying to lose games? What are you talking about? I would never do that intentionally. Ah, sorry, role play, Rick Carlisle conversations. Anyway, it made no sense. Uh, Smitty struggled, I thought, and he's had a shit preseason. Let's be fair with Jalen Smith. He was terrible in Phoenix. He um, had a couple of strong months, weeks in Indiana last season, and he's being bad in preseason and bad here. Now, he ended up with 16 and 8, so it's not terrible. But I didn't think he looked particularly good. He only played 22 minutes because he did struggle. And he shot 43% and 60 from the line. He is a hold, but that's rough. Uh, Budrick Heald, uh, really good. 16 and 10 with four triples. And Halliburton was also good. This is why he was a first-round guy. 26, 4, and 7. No steals or blocks, but good counters. And I've talked already about Duarte. Like, see you later. But let's talk Benny Matherin. Benedict. Matherine, Humpty Dumpty, um, 28 minutes, 19 and 7 with two steals. Now, I've, what I've said about Matherin the whole time is I'm not sure how the efficiency will go. What else is he going to do apart from score? Well, he said, well, I'll get some rebounds. I'll get some steals. And I, look, he, he was bad from the line. But at some point, I, me, or maybe I'm the only holdout. I've just said, maybe, he's, maybe he's good. Look, maybe he's actually really good right now. That is possible. It, it's unlikely he was a rookie. In preseason, you always take with a grain of salt in summer league, the largest grain of salt, like a grain of salt the size of my head. But he might be good. Like, he might be really good. Add him. And let's see what happens. Um, as for uh, Isaiah Jackson, should have talked about him. 16 minutes, three points. Like, that is, uh, without doubt, shit house. Like, it's just 
Like, it's it's bad. I don't think he's that bad. And I'm absolutely holding him. But it's, without question, terrible. So we hope a little bit more stuff happens there. It's really bad. Let's look at the um, the next game. Game, uh, game two, the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons win it. 113-109. Detroit got out to a massive, massive lead. And then, um, yeah, they got done. Good for them. Um, I'm not really sure what this says about either team or even the players in, the, in this game. But let's talk about Paolo Bunkero. 35 minutes, 27-9-5 and five with two blocks on 61% shooting. Now, one of the things I talked about with Paolo is that watch the free throws because he's going to get to the line a lot and he's not a great shooter. And 71%, like, that's fine. It's not for fantasy, though. And the fact that he's going to get there so often, he is going to be a negative in that category. So be aware. But everything else is great. And the fact that he added blocks onto it is super impressive. The other thing to know here, though, he had 30% usage. And old mate shot chucker Cole Anthony was out. So that probably enabled a little bit more from Paolo. But this is, like, if we want to talk about unexpected, this is the best ever debut performance from a number one overall pick since LeBron James. So to say that it's unexpected, I'd say slots in pretty nicely. My man Suggsy, I talk ad nauseum about rookie guards that struggle and then come back and are pretty good in year two. Suggsy was slated to come off the bench behind Terrence Ross, which is a dumb move. Uh, but then Cole Anthony got hurt. So they started him. This, this exact same thing happened last season for the Magic. Exact. Gary Harris was slated to start over Jalen Suggs. Harris got hurt in the warm-ups, I think, and came out and Suggs started. And then Suggs was again slated to come off the bench and Anthony was announced as a starter and got sick. And then Suggs came in. Exa- weird. The exact same thing. Anyway, Suggsy. He did bang his knee, but I think he's fine. Fouled out. 21 points. Four threes. I think he shot minus 2% from threes last year. He had two steals. He had three assists. You know that before that injury, I was drafting him in like round 10, maybe round nine in some drafts. He is a 12-team league guy. Um, Franz Wagner. 20 and four, five assists. I think it looks really good. My problem is that Paolo maybe caps a bit of the upside, but that's sick. While Wendell Carter, 33 minutes, 11 and 11, and a triple one, really good numbers for Wendell. And what it also means, and it highlights again, Mo Bamba is not good. I don't know why they signed him. In fact, let's talk about him. Get that garbage out of here! In fact, I'll let Jack do it for me. I wouldn't have drafted Bumba. Him ranked at 88 on Yahoo like he was for so much of the, of the preseason period was insane at the time. It looks more insane now. He had zero points in 12 minutes. He missed all five of his shots. Now, will he play more than 12 minutes most nights? Yeah, sure. But Bol Bol played over him. Like, there is no world in which Carter should ever come off so that Bumba can play over him. If you're holding Bumba, that is an easy swap for Duran, for Matherin, for Suggs. I don't think he should have been drafted to begin with. And I, I would have... And I could be wrong. Like, you, if you drafted Bumba, you have a very different evaluation of him than what I have. Because I wouldn't have. So bear that in mind when I say get rid of him because I wouldn't have been in that position to begin with. But I, this is what I thought. Did to be strictly a backup. That's actually worse than I thought. And I was down on him. As for Bowl, he had 10 and 6 in 18 minutes. Like, that's cool. Don't overreact. While um, Terry Ross had 13 points, three threes in 32 minutes. Totally fine, but definitely nothing you need to chase in 12-team formats. But the Pistons. Boyne Bogdanovich was ice cold and then he was red hot. 24 points, 6 triples, 5 rebounds. Shouldn't be on a waiver wire. He's a really good player. And Jaden Ivey was good too. 32 minutes, 19, 3 and 4, 3 steals. I don't think that level of efficiency, 50% from 3 and 55 from 2, 
It's not, you're not even going to come within a bee stick of him doing that most nights. So bear that in mind. I'm impressed by the four assists and three steals. The minutes are encouraging. He should be on a roster. Cade, I didn't think played massively well. Yeah, I didn't think he was that good, but in the sign of being a good player, he had 18, 1, and 10 with two threes in a bad game. He also shot only 38%. Maybe it's a bit of a buy low. It's fine. Um, the depressed penis. Another guy that I infam- infamously... Infamous? I'm not infamous. I'm just a nobody. Anyway, I don't think he's very good. Eight points, six rebounds, 31 minutes. There is now a better wing shooter than him on this team in Boyan Bogdanovich. And this is one of those guys who's got a reputation of being a good shooter, but isn't. I, d- I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's got very big upside. Um... But again, I am biased in that view because I've thought of that about him his entire career. So bear that in mind when you view any comment I say about Sadiq Bay. I've just never seen it with him. So when he has a game like this, I go, ha, I was right. But he has a big game of guys, lucky. Just that is my inherent bias with some of these guys. And I try to keep that out as much as I can. I try not to be like, this is my guy. I've got to focus in so heavily on it. I would suggest a lot of the data suggests that I'm right about Sadiq Bay. But, you know, don't drop him. Hold him. Talk about Duran already. He was great. 22 minutes, 14 and 10, three blocks. Missed all four free throws, which is terrible. But he was in closing lineups. And I, I he should play 25 at some point this season. Elf Stewart was all right as well. The big fella, Isaiah. Where's his thing? There it is. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. 14 and five, three assists, two steals. That's pretty good. Duran is coming though. And I don't know what they're going to do when um, Livers and Bagley and Noel, or Noel was allegedly available. If old mate Dwayne Casey plays Nerland's Noel, or I am sorry, kids, bosses, whoever, cover you. If he plays fucking Marvin Bagley ahead of uh, Jalen Duran, I'm flying over there myself. Seriously. Anyway, Duran should be starting. Like vertical spacing, rim protection, Next to these shooters, it's actually a recipe for success. I think he's really good. Corey Joseph, yeah, cool. Eight points in 15 minutes for him. And I just realized that we are just going horribly, horribly slow here. So I do apologize. I've got 10 more games to do. Oh, no. All right, game three. Cavs-Raptors. Raptors win at 108-105 in the end. Um, pretty good game. Pretty good uh, win in the end for Toronto to get this victory. Um, but unfortunately... Garlo was out, got scratched like under the eyelid somehow by Gaz Trent and it swelled up immediately really hard to say. I think he might miss a bit of time. You got the worry you have to have here is this doesn't turn into a Sean Holmes scratched eye situation from last year. That's a worry. But with him out, Don Mitchell, Donny. He's Don. He's good. 31 points, nine assists, two steals. Excellent efficiency. Brilliant. Jarrett Allen, 13 and 10, two blocks. Loved it. Evan Mobley, 14-6 and six with a triple one. That's sort of what he did last year. Encouragingly, 75% from the field. Kevin Love, same as last year as well. Eight and seven, nothing exciting. But how about the Discman? CD Osman. 17 points in a second half start for Garland with three threes. Do I need to do anything with that? Absolutely not. And old mate Karis LeVert. Well, I hated the idea of him starting. But the fact that Garland went down, it, it, it's more useful for him to be out there because you know, that secondary ball handling. And he did have seven assists, but this bloke still can't shoot. 10 points, 29%, two threes. There is a, if Garland is out, there is a boost for Levert and he does become more 12-team valuable. But you do have to be careful about the percentages. Isaac Okoro, like 12 trillion. 
That's it. Shout out Tony Snell. That is just a horrific line. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big fella. But what about Scarf? OG. Blizziago stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. 18, 7, and 5. Three steals and a block with two triples for OG and Anobi. That is massive. He sort of went and was forgotten a little bit last season by Scotland Barnes. This is sick. 38 minutes. So much for Nick Nurse. Um, Dale, I'm going to just uh, pull back on the minutes a bit here. Yeah, really take care of him. So 38 for Ananobi and 39 for Van Vliet, the two players in the starting line who were injured the most last season. So that is cool. Van Vliet had 15, 2, and 5 with four steals. It's just same shit from him as usual. And then Scotty Barnes. The seven assists are really nice. Two steals and a block are good. 15 points, 50% shooting. That's a solid, solid night from me. I think both him and Mobley were solid. They didn't blow up and for big numbers, but they were solid. And that's part of the thing that I talked about with both of them. I'm not sure how much actual big improvement upside there is in their statistical fantasy game for this season, given what they did last year. It's one game, but it panned out here. Gaz Trent had 19 points with four threes. He was bad with his shooting. And we know that, but good volume. And Siakam had some foul problems. In fact, he fouled out. 23 and 11 with three steals. And their bench rotation was weird. It was three centers, a power forward, and a 6'9 point guard. Christian Cloco did get in the rotation. We have to remember that Boucher, Porter, and Birch were all out. So where Coloco fits there, I don't know. And Coloco got a lot of first half minutes, and then Achua got the second half minutes. Precious was back to being like unwatchable Precious early in the game. 10 and 5 on horrific. How this bloke as a center has this bad field goal, I'd never understand it. Um, if you do have Precious Achua in a 12-team league, by the way. Get that garbage out of here! 10 and 5. Coloco had 3 and 6. I like Coloco, but where's the path to, to 25? Like, I, I don't see it being here, unfortunately, in this stadium. You know, this, this still Boucher and Porter. But hey, if you're rostering Chris Boucher as well, you're wasting a roster spot. I don't see what the point in that would be. All right, let's go. Next one. Game four. Bulls. My Chicago Bulls. Beat the Heat 116-108. Levine, we talked about that already a little bit earlier uh, earlier in the show, just saying, hey, ugh, it's a bit worrying. But what it does do is if you did draft DeMar DeRozan, you're, you're larising. You're really going, going for it under the cloak. That is 36 minutes for DeMar. 37, 6, and 9, 2 steals and a block. 64 from the field. Unfortunately, he was also 64 from the line, which on his volume is really, really bad. But overall, it's just a monster game. 66 fantasy points as well for DeRozan. He really steps it up when someone's out, and that's great. Booch. It's Booch. It's Booch. Booch. 15 and 17. Great counters. Three blocks. Great. Why is he still not shooting? 39% from the field. It is a much better night, 46 fantasy points. And my man, I assume it. And by saying my man is because I don't think he was very good. But he was really good here. And maybe I was wrong. That is, I probably was wrong, to be honest. He looks really good. 17, 6, and 4, 2 steals, a block, and 3 threes. That is a fantastic performance. It still came on only 17% usage. And it was 50% shooting from 3. Um, I, I didn't mention this. DeRozan hit 2 threes as well. Um, this is good from Dasunmu. I'd maybe look at it as a sell high, but you're probably not going to be able to do it. So just roll with it. Dragic had 12 points in 19. Kobe White remains terrible. And speaking of terrible, Pat Williams had four points in 28 minutes. Oh, yeah, without Levine, maybe he gets more usage. And that's a reasonable argument. I saw it written in many different spots. The problem is this guy's bad and he's not good enough to take those opportunities. And I don't think you should bother holding him in 12 team leagues. They would be better giving those minutes to Javante Green. 
He just uh, he will have better games than this, I have no doubt. But you don't need to hold him on your roster waiting for them, in my opinion. For the Heat, Jim Butler. Because he's my butler. 24 and 8. 15, 14 of 16 from the line. It's just a butler game, man. No threes, steal, block. It's great. Hero had 23 and 6 with four triples. And old mate, the winter soldier, Max Struess. 31 minutes, 22 and 7 with five triples. Now, let's get a couple of things straight. The 31 minutes, maybe not likely to happen. They went with a weird rotation where little Chungus Nikolajovic didn't play and Oladipo was out. I don't expect for Struess to play 31 a night, but he's. I, I know he's not going to be a 71% three-point shooter. I know that. Is he worth a stream? Sure. Some guy I was arguing with on Twitter today, yeah, is he going to be a top 100 player? I'd say there's no chance of that, to be honest. I wouldn't put any money on that. If you want to take a stream of him, no worries. This also just screams of, hey, it's a weird opening night game, and I don't think this is anywhere near likely to continue. But we saw it happen once. Caleb Martin, 7-4, 3 assists, 2 steals. Just solid enough. Is the upside there? Not really. But he's got a relatively secure role. But let's talk about um, Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Too busy worrying about that ass to put up big numbers. Two points in 35 minutes. No threes, five rebounds, four assists, and a steal. 14% shooting. It's bad. Now, he is 36 years of age, and at some point, players will hit a cliff. Has he hit his cliff? It's possible. I'd like to give it a, more than a game. Like, if it, this is just continual Kemba Walker-level nonsense for the next week and a half, I'll see you later. All right, I'm not doing it after one game. But he's absolutely on notice. Not that he cares, but he's on notice from me. You're on notice, Kyle. He's on notice from me that I, I want to see where this goes. Is Gabe Vincent a better option than him? Maybe. Is Max Struess and, Jimmy, and having Jimmy Butler on point guard a better option? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It was bad. I don't expect him to be this bad. And I do worry for him with this personal issue, which is still in his life. Maybe it's just really impacting him. Or he's old as shit. And that's causing a drop-off, which is 100% possible. This is the game. This is the one I wanted to see. They did it, the Pelicans. They smashed him. 130 to the Nets, 108. This was over almost straight away. And the big fella, Zion Williamson. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Yeah, he was. 25 and 9 with four steals. And we talk, hey, man, imagine if Zion's defensive stats come. Well, something came, all right? Might have been me. It might have been his defensive stats. He had four of them. Four steals. He also went three or four from the line. That is sexy shit. 50 fantasy points. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Um, Christian James had 21, 4, and 6 with three steals. That's McCullum, if you don't know. While Brandon Ingram had 28, 7, and 5. So the three guys scored 20. Good for them. This is an absolute high-octane offense. A lot of the things that we thought would happen did, which is always great when you're sitting here talking uh, foolishness for months in the preseason trying to project stuff and you say a bunch of stuff and then for at least this one, it happened. Yeah, okay. I think Zion's going to be great. Ingram and McCollum, they'll drop a little bit. They'll still be good. I think Trey Murphy's going to play a big role. And yeah, he did. 24 minutes, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 4 triples, 71% shooting. He's an elite shooter. They need him out there for that spacing. He's worth a 12-team look. 32 fantasy points. Hey, the other thing I said would probably happen, I reckon they'll probably reduce Valanciunas' minutes. Jonas Vasilinovasas. 27 minutes. Now, the other starters were like 30 and 31, so he's not far behind, but he's still three or four behind. 
He had 15 and 13 as a double-double, but I was right to be a bit skeptical in his playing time. I was also right to be skeptical, and I'm not sure what Herb Jones is going to do this year. Again, this is one game. But oh, Herb Jones is going to handle the ball. He's going to have this big offensive explosion. Like, is he? Is there any actual chance of that? I didn't really think there was, and I was viewing him as a steal specialist. Unfortunately, he didn't get any of those. He had 6-4-3 and three on 29%. He did have a block. And yeah, for those of you who, who think that he was a top 40 player last year because he had zero turnovers, you'd be happy that he had zero turnovers here as well. So you, he did what you drafted him for. And I know I'm going to continue to take the piss on this sort of stuff. He was great. He was a plus 34, but that doesn't mean shit in fantasy. Unless you're racking up some numbers. And how are you going to do that next to JV, Ingram, Zion, and Ingram? And then I missed someone there probably, um, McCullum. And then you've got... Um, old mate, what's his name? Murphy coming off the bench. It's going to be hard to touch the ball. And that's really hard to get fantasy stats. I don't think I would drop Herbal. In a points league, I, I would have no problem. In a 12-10 points league, I don't think there's any point in holding him, really. He was a really low draft guy anyway there. In a category league, I'd probably hold. But it's one, one of those things where I look at something and I'm worried and then the same thing happens that I'm worried about. I go, oh, that's two things pushing together that makes me think, yeah, maybe we execute on it. I wouldn't just yet though. But the Nets... So, strap in, boys. Get it. Get yourself a cup of cocoa or something. This is a long one. Uh, for the Nets, Durant is... Yeah, he just Duranted, really. 32 points, two threes, a steal, four blocks, 52% shooting. Look, what more are you going to do? That's just pretty... Um, that's just pretty much Durant. It's his stuff. Kyrie, in, absolutely inefficient. Didn't hit a three. 15, two, and five with two steals. I wouldn't worry too much. But Ben Simmons was, let's be fair, bad. Like, he was bad. Four, five, and five, no defensive stats, fouled out, missed both his free throws. Absolute buy low moment. People hate Ben Simmons. He's fouled out in the last preseason game and in this one. Throw your lot. People will drop him. Some idiots will. There's no doubt about that. And he was terrible. That's not taking it away. But you might be able to get a bit of a bargain here. Nicky Claxton, 25 minutes, 13 and 10, two blocks. I'm not really sure what more you could have asked from him. And how about my old mate, the backup, Dayron Sharp? They played him over Markeith Morris. Absolutely hallelujah. Fantastic. They almost minute split at him. 23 of them. Four and eight with two steals and two blocks. And it would have been much better if he didn't shoot 13%. I think Dayron. I think Dayron's going to be better than Claxton. I've got him in deeper leagues. I would look at him in 16-teamers. I would absolutely watch it in 12s. Royce O'Neal. Let's talk about that. That's a surprising game, isn't it? 34 minutes for Royce. 10 and 7. Three assists. Three steals. Two blocks. Two triples. It is a great line. He had a usage of 8% with a minus 27. So it's one of those ones where you go, that's all, all well and good, but I I don't think so. I'm not looking at this long-term. 38 fantasy points. What a sexy line. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Why am I getting an email telling me Jazz win? I just got an email, Jazz win. Like, okay, cool. The Jazz win. Well done. Um, why, why the Jazz? Why did I? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, look, he started because Seth Curry and Joe Harris are out. He's not going to get 34 minutes each night. He's not going to average five combined steals and blocks because I refuse to say the other ST word. He's not going to also shoot 57% or 67% from three. So this is, to me, fool's gold. Don't buy into the Royce O'Neal. Don't buy into it. Also, I think Cam Thomas might not be an NBA player. He's only his second year. He might not be an NBA player. Let's, uh, let's do the next one. Should I take a drink? Should I get a beer? I don't know. It's the Rockets. It's the uh, Hawks. Hawks win, 117-107. Um, all right, let's get out of the way. Bruno Fernando started at center over Alperen Sengun. 
Every Rockets fan, reporter, analyst that I know thought it was ridiculous. Absolutely stupidity. A, it means they don't believe in Shingun as part of that core. B, why did they start him every game in preseason? Just a guy that a week ago was on another one. I've already said an F word. Let's say another one. He was on a fucking 10 day about a week ago and he was on a four-year minimum and we think he's the option. Now, Fernando was okay. He was all right. Seven, nine, and seven. Actually, pretty good with two blocks. But it doesn't matter what... What's what the point? What, what's the point of that? Why? Why? What's the point of him being there? Like Shengun closed this game. Well, I didn't feel like he's fit with the starters. Then don't close him with those guys. What is the point of any of this? Now Shengun's line was fine. Fifteen and nine. He hit a three. Fifty-six percent shooting. Hit all his free throws. That's still really good. It's only twenty fantasy points, and you definitely do not drop Shengun. But the whole process behind this, Stephen Silas, I think, is a terrible coach. He might be a great man manager, but he doesn't know how to handle a rotation at all. Um, I guess the big, the number one question is, do you drop Shengun? No. The second question is, do you add Fernando? In a 12-team league, I don't think I would bother with it. I might look at it in 14 teams. Like, do I actually sit here and go, he's going to play 25 a night? Yeah, I don't think so. Is he going to get seven assists? I, 100% no. Even two blocks a game, there's no way he's going to do that, right? I think he had those two blocks in about the first four minutes as well. So there's a bit of flukiness with this. He had a 6% usage. So while it is a good line, don't be surprised if it's his best for the year. The rookie Jabari Smith, 17-7. and seven. It would have been much better had he not shot 35%. This will be the issue with Jabari is inefficient shooting. But I was pretty happy with what I saw. Jalen Green was also inefficient, 16-5-3, but had a triple one. Peripheral stats help. He'll be better. And then our mate, Cousin Kev. The reverse contract year, but it's also still a contract year because his new contract includes non-guarantee, so we'll just keep pushing contract year on him. I don't know. 21-7-7 seven seven with two steals. He looked really good in the preseason. He put up big numbers here. If you got him outside the top 100, A, your league is, is asleep, but also congratulations. That's probably going to end up one of the biggest steals there is. And I told you, I, I told you, like I, I really told you, don't be surprised when Tari Eason barely plays. 15 minutes, eight and seven, and that's with Jay Sean Tate out. KJ Martin played more than him. Don't don't be surprised. I told you this. If you have Eason, you might have may have gone early on him. I took him, I think, in round eleven in one draft. Right? You might have gone early, but that was with the hope that something would happen later on. Because this was not only always a chance, it was always extraordinarily likely that someone like Silas would say, well, this guy's killing it in the preseason. Therefore, let's give it to the spud vets instead. That is always going to be his MO in that scenario. And like absolute clockwork, it played out that way. For the Hawks. Yeah. Jeez. Now, some of this is like you played the Rockets, right? That is absolutely everything's couched with you played the Rockets. But 20... 5-11 Five and eleven with five steals for Dejounte Murray is great. Now the Rockets are the most careless team with the ball. I think they led the league in turnovers last season. See, Josh, turnovers matter. The more turnovers you have, the worse you are. I think the second team in turnovers was the Warriors. So yeah. Anyway, the Rockets just throw it all over the place, and Dejounte took advantage. Five steals. That is a great game. Trey Young had twenty-three, three and thirteen. They had twenty-four assists combined. Wow, that is that's actually an amazing number. I, I'm skeptical they'd be able to do anything close to that. It is one game. 
I'd love to see it against a team that's not the Rockets, but that is impressive. Johnny Collins went bananas. 24-8 and eight with two threes. I'm more impressed that he played 34 minutes because Nate McMillan loved keep keeping him to 30, but maybe because Gallinari's not the backup and it's now Jalen Johnson, we're going to get more Johnny Collins, which is great. DeAndre Hunter, I said earlier, like 22 points. Oh, yeah, let's go. 22, 67%. But then it's true DeAndre Hunter, three rebounds. Can this bloke ever get his hands on one? One assist, one steal. Capella Okongwu, 26-21. Absolutely, again, do not. it's not a surprise. Every pet person in fantasy will, will ask me or followers, man, when's Okongwu taking over? They're going to minute split, yeah? And then every Hawks person will go, what are you, what are you talking about? Like someone said to me, hey, is Capella starting or is it Okongwu today? And I, and I tweeted out and said, no, it's Capella. And you know, uh, Brad Roller locked on Hawks, replied and was like, like, why was this a question? Like, I know. Every person in the Hawks will tell you this is never a question, but every fantasy person seems to think that it is a question. It's not. Now, 26-21 is okay minutes, but Okongwu was pretty good, 13-9, while Capella had 2-8 and eight with two blocks. I'm not saying not to roster Okongwu, but to say that he's just been yeah, the heir apparent he's going to take over at some point doesn't appear to be what the reality is in Atlanta. Um, the holidays were shit, and Jalen Johnson had five points. The holiday, holidays are good. These two brothers weren't particularly good in this game. I am going at the slowest pace. I am... Uh, it's been a while since we've done a big um, recap show. Just trying to see what else is going on that I need to uh, need to pay attention to. No, that's all right. Let's go to the next game. It is your New York Knicks versus your Memphis Grizzlies. Went to overtime this one. There is a lot to talk about. 112-115, Memphis gets the win. The double royal Julius Randle. Thirty-five minutes, twenty-four, eleven, and six, two threes, fifty-six and eighty. Oh no, is this good? Julius Randle back? He was going outside the top one hundred in, in Yahoo leagues at one point. Um, I, I don't buy it. Like I don't buy that shooting, but that's good. We'll talk about the two other surprises in a sec. But Jalen Brunson, fifteen, six, and nine, thirty-nine percent. He's never going to get steals and blocks. Bad shooting, and again, third offensive option. It's one of those things that I said a million times in the off season. Oh, he's, he's leaving Luca to become the number one dog. Yeah, but no, like he's not. And I still liked him in the 60s, and I still do. But there are people who are just genuinely misrepresenting what his role was going to be. Like 15-6-9 is still really good, and it could have been much, much better. But he doesn't get to the line, doesn't get steals or blocks, and it caps his overall value. Only 12 minutes from Derek Rose. Has old Captain Comover changed his mind on things? Is he just actually going with the right players now? Well, maybe not, because quickly played 17 minutes and Toppen played 13. If you're hoping for breakouts for those guys, you got to hope for an injury, and you never want to do that. And Mr. Top 200, RJ Barrett, played 38 minutes. He had 11 and 8, 17% shooting on 18 attempts. At least he went 83% from the line. This is why he's a shit category league player. It's, he only had 23 fantasy points. Steals and blocks, never heard of him. Assists, not great. Threes, no way, and terrible field goals. Never has been a top 200 player once in four years. And, oh, no, it's his breakouts coming. Uh, nah, they've invested in him now. Reverse contract year. He got paid, so now he'll play better. Um, Hold him. It'll be better than this. But it's the same shit every time. Grimes was out. Dealing with a foot issue. So Cam Reddish stepped up. And Cam Reddish played well. 25-3, three, three threes, three steals, and a block. That is a great game. 
I have also seen Cam Reddish do this a couple of times before and then completely disappear. He played 28 minutes, more minutes than quickly, which annoys me. Um, more minutes than, or less minutes than Fournier, actually. Fewer minutes, that's better English. And Fournier, the disease scrotum, had 14 and 4 with three threes. I don't think you rush to add Reddish. 16 team is sure, but look, he literally would not have been in the rotation had it not been for Grimes' injury. And then when Grimo comes back, like, what, what do they do? So I don't think there's a 12-team value here, but there is in the big fella Isaiah Hartenstein. I screamed it a million times. I think he is better than Mitchell Robinson, and I wonder if Tibbs will realize it. And I don't even know if Tibbs realized it here. But 13 minutes versus 40 is a pretty good indication. Now, in saying that, Robinson had five fouls, and he absolutely did not. And I need to play the sound because I need a breath. Take it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. But Hartenstein's just better. Robinson, four and two with two blocks. Hartenstein, 16, eight and four with a block on 64%. If Isaiah Hartenstein is in your league, please change that fact. He's available. Please add him. Like he, he shouldn't be on the waiver wire. This is top 50 upside player who, yeah, you might get off the waiver wire. If he plays 30 a night, like forget it. Like the top 50 is smashed. He is that good. Whether old mate Tibbs, now remember, Tom Thibodeau is a man who started Alfred Payton for an entire season and then finally clicked about game three in the playoffs. Ugh. Maybe we shouldn't start this bloke. Like, so that is possible. And this is foul trouble. But you cannot leave Hartenstein on the wire. Like I can leave Reddish on the wire and have no problem with it. You cannot leave Hartenstein on the wire. And I know that he's available on the wire because I see the numbers. He's not everywhere, but there's at least 25% of even strong paid cash leagues where he sits there available, 12 team leagues. That should be evaporated tomorrow. He needs to be off those waiver wires. Um... Let's go to the next one. Ja Morant, 34, 4 and 9, 38 minutes. Great from the line, good percentages, just a fantastic game. Almost 50 fantasy points. The big story here is a bloke that I talked a lot about in the preseason, Santi Aldama. Now, me, a guy that talked him up maybe earlier than anyone, I don't actually know or care. I didn't expect 39 minutes. 18 and 11 with three threes. Now, overtime gave him an extra five minutes. He played really good in Summer League. He played really good in preseason. And he carried over and played really good here. And I said this about two weeks ago. I said, hmm, I wonder if when Jaron Jackson returns, there's a chance that Brandon Clark's out of the rotation because Aldama's that good. Huh. Aldama must be rostered. It might be done in November when Jaron comes back. But also, hear me out on this. What if Aldama and Jaron are the starting front court and Adams comes off the bench? I don't think it's crazy. Aldama looked like a legitimate breakout star. Again, he's done it so many times. He must be rostered. I talk about this guy a lot as well. I don't think he's a star or anything, but when John Conchar plays, he puts up numbers every time. 12 and 11, four threes and two steals. Always remember that. While Steve Adams had 14 boards and stealing a block. Um, not a great night for Desi Bain. 16, four and six on 27% and one of two from the line. That's a bit rough. Took on the Dylan Brooks role there. And Tyus Jones played those extra minutes with Brooks and Williams out. 25 of them, 15, 4, and 3. We thought he might get an extra role with those guys out. Talked about that on yesterday's show. Brandon Clark, 8 and 6 in 19 minutes. Like, he had four fouls. I was already like, I'm not sure he's worth drafting in 12-team head-to-head leagues. And I'm not sure he's worth holding. Like, if I had to make a call to add Duran, Aldama... Hartenstein, I'd probably drop him. 
I don't think he's that valuable in a head-to-head league um, when he's getting outplayed like this. I, I know there was foul troll, but Aldama killed him. And then Jaron comes back and probably makes it worse for him. And I know that that's going to be in direct contrast to a lot of other fantasy analysts. Uh, it's just, and I really like Brandon Clark coming out of the draft. I thought he should have been picked in top 10. But I, he can't really play with Adams. And there's just other guys that they seem to like better. And that does not, that does not, um, yeah, it does not bode well for him as we move forward, does it? Let's go to the next one. Which game is this? It's the Thunder. The Grizzlies. Huh. Thunder pretty competitive. Oh, no, Grizzlies, Wolves, sorry. Um, 108-115, the final score. Good uh, good victory for Minnesota. Get that out of the way early. Shea Gildas-Alexander. First game back, 37 minutes, 32-6-5, three steals, two blocks, two threes. If you got him outside the top 50, uh, yeah, you killed it. Um, this is a legitimate all-star level player who, who knows whether he plays all season. All I know is that he's really good. Josh Giddy had 14, 11, and four, two threes, two blocks. So that's some pretty good numbers. And Poku played 25 minutes as a starting center, which was, their lineup was weird. They started Kendrick Williams, despite telling us in the preseason it would be Jeremiah Robinson now. Poku, 11 and seven, two threes. I think he should be on a 12-team roster. Lou Dort, highly overrated. 10 points, 25%, six rebounds. In a points league, I don't mind him. I think his category league upside is really low. And I, I don't think that he is going to remain a must-roster player. Unfortunately, we only got uh, six minutes out of the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. He was a perfect two of two for five points in that time. If you do want to drop him to add a hot free agent, I get it. The role is not necessarily here for him straight away. Trey Mann had 12 in 23. Eugene Omaroi, yeah, that's a real player. He was a plus 13. He was actually really good for this team. Four points in 14 minutes. Not that it really counted on the stat sheet, but he played well. While Kenrich Williams had five and six, the Oklahoma City mudflap in those 22 minutes. But the Wolves, Rudy Gobert, 23 and 16. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 23 and 16, still a block. It's good. It's really good. I liked him in round two this year. And D'Angelo Russell, 20 and five, two threes, a steal and a block. Pretty good. He was available pretty late in drafts too. But I, I didn't see this coming from Jaden McDaniels. 19 and six, but three steals and two blocks. Nine of 10 from the line. That's super encouraging. It's also super weird. I don't really expect that he's going to get to the line that many times. But the, the role is there, obviously. I think it helps that Carl Anthony Towns struggled for McDaniels to step up. And you know that I was sour on Towns from a fantasy perspective. They had no interest in him in the top five or six or even top 10. I, I didn't think it'd be this bad. 12, six and seven on 20% shooting with no steals and no blocks. But I did say, watch for field goals to drop, watch for blocks to drop, watch for rebounds to drop. Now the assists coming up are great. Also watch for usage to drop. He was at 17%. It is the big, uh-oh. Is he a buy low? A, a little bit. As long as you don't think first round for Carl Anthony Towns, you shouldn't be thinking first round. Um, and I was also relatively skeptical about Goose. On the positive, Anthony Edwards had seven assists. He also had 11 and eight with no defensive stats and shot 24 from the field and 50 from the line. He was going as high as 15 in some drafts, top 20 in a lot of them. 
I think I eventually started to convince some people maybe you don't take him in the top 20 because he started to drop out of there. But not a great start. He, he will be better than this, but not a great start. Torian Prince was pretty good. Jalen Noel barely played in the first half, but then came good in the end. Nice deep league scoring acquisition as well. The next one, there's a lot of these games. The Spurs got smashed by the Hornets. 129-102. They're going to get smashed a lot this season. PJ Washington Jr. Remember my show, my perfect draft? Yeah, I took PJ. 17-7, three threes, four assists, three blocks. It's just, it's not obvious, but it's obvious. Like Miles Bridges is gone. Lamello's injured. Someone's going to have to score. It's going to be him and Terry. And he did it. And Rogier had 24-6-6 six and, six and four threes. Great. Big stuff. Dennis Smith Jr. has turned into one of the best defensive stat accumulating point guards in the NBA. He got a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two steals, two rebounds, two blocks, two threes with 12 points in 20 minutes. That's really good deep league stuff. Gordy Haywood, 20 and five. Strong. Kelly Oubre, not so much. 13 and four, but he did have three steals, but he only played 23 minutes. I do not think he's a Clifford guy and I would think he's very fringy 12 team. Jalen McDaniels didn't do much, but how about big Nick Richards? 19 and 10 in 21 minutes. So that piques your interest for sure. You go, oh, what's this? Double-double. Mason Plumley's terrible. Um, keep an eye on it. Neither of them should be 12-team league guys, but that's interesting from Richards. Well, Plumley had 12 and 7. Also, Mark Williams, just only garbage time. Oh, hi, Mark. It's Steve Clifford, of course. Um, also, the librarian, James Booknot. I think he just might be not only trash as a person, with actually, that's maybe that's unfair, he, he needs a lot of help and he's just, but he, I think he's a bad player too. And he's really bad. Zero. He's bad. Like, I don't know what else to say. He's terrible. Zero points in 14 minutes. Let's talk about terrible. Talk about the Spurs. Don't panic on Devin Vassell, please. I beg you. 29 minutes, 11, two and four. He shot 20% from the field and 63 from the line. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's shit outs. It's so bad. But he had a 28 usage, led the team. Yeah, absolutely holding your buy low. You absolutely buy low. Keldon Johnson had 20 and 11 with three threes. Whose horse is that? Two steals. Great numbers. I'd be a little worried about Trey Jones, who played only 24 minutes. 14 and three, a steal and two blocks, but they're still good numbers. Well, Joshy Primo had 10, three and five. At least worthy of being a back-end stashy 12-teamer. Pirtle had 14 and nine, and the other starter was Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now! He played 27 minutes, just 4.7 rebounds, two steals. Now, there's a little bit of stash with Sohan. I don't think he's going to be the biggest stat accumulator in his rookie year, even though he is a starter. So if you did add him, I think there is probably 10 to 15 other guys who are going to be on the wire who are going to have better value right now and maybe longer term. I don't see Sohan projected as a top 120 player or 130 player. I've got him outside the top 150, and even that might be being generous. He's not going to score much. He might get some boards and some defensive stats, which can be useful. But I don't think it's just, well, he's starting and therefore great minutes are going to come necessarily. And then we go on to the next one. The Denver Nuggets not only lose, but get killed by the Utah Jazz. 123-102. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus. Like he was fine. 47 fantasy points, 27, 4 and 6, 3 steals. 71%. It's totally fine. Aaron Gordon had a big game, 22 and 10. Maga Porter had 15 and 7. But more importantly, he played 35 minutes. Oh, no, they're going to be limited. Probably mid-20s for a while, him and uh, Jamal. Yeah, going to be limited. Uh, uh, all right, doctor. Like, all right, mate. 
Got you. If you can't, you can't see that on audio. I'm winking very sarcastically. All right, Doc. Got you, mate. Um, as for the headmaster, he played 26 minutes. He tweaked his ankle. He struggled. 12-2-1 with two threes, 39%. Drew a buy-low opportunity. Like uh, He's not going to play these minutes. Also, remember something that we talked about a lot, or I talked about, you listened, you may have argued, you may have agreed. There's a lot of people on the Bones Highland hype train. And my point was, where do the minutes come from? Where do they come from? When he's probably not even the best player coming off the bench. And the answer is, they don't come. 10 points in 16 minutes, three assists and a block. Now, I still had Bones as a guy to draft in round 12, maybe round 11, and see what happened. On the nights where Jamal sits, maybe he steps up, but also maybe he doesn't. Because we have to trust Dr. Michael Malone to pump those minutes in. And they're just, it's always, it's the most useful exercise that you can do in fantasy is when you're thinking about these breakout guys or guys coming off the bench, you think of these big upside, work out 240 minutes for a team and figure out how the hell does that player get there. And when you did it for Bones, you went, oh, oh, he can't get there. And that's sort of where I landed. Like, he can't get there. Unless guys are out, he cannot get there. And, and that's what took place here. So is he a droppable guy? I would probably wait. They've got a back-to-back this week and see what happens there. But it's on shaky ground. Um, The Shark was all right. Eight points in 21 minutes, but he's not a 12-team league guy. And KCP had six assists, which is weird. With two steals, don't worry about him in 12s. But I, I didn't mention something. You deserve to lose by 21 points anytime you put DeAndre Jordan on the court. I'm sorry. This is beyond a joke now. Stop playing him. Any NBA team. What on earth are we doing? Every And I don't even care if he was the cause of this. But he was a minus 13 in six minutes. Stop playing DeAndre Jordan. You deserve to lose. Anytime you say, DeAndre, get in there. Just call it, walk off. I'd walk out of the out of the stadium. Like, oh, we've lost. See you, see you later. Beat the traffic. Stop playing him. And then and you're in here and Zeke Naji gets a DMPCD. Michael Malone, like, eat it. What are you doing? I, oh, seriously. Almost said a really rude word. For the Jazz. Conley, 32 minutes, 13, 2 and 8, 2 steals and a block. Ooh, What? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Marketing 17, 4, and 4 with two steers. I was big into marketing, massive into him, and repaid my faith. I also didn't think we'd get 26 minutes and 16 points from Rudy Gay. In fact, I thought they'd cut him. All right. Shows how much I know. And Colin Sexton. You look at the numbers. You got 20 and 5. That's sick. Let's go. Sexo. Um, but he played 21 minutes off the bench. I am a little worried about that. I'm not dropping him at all because that returns really good, but I'm a little worried. Beasley had 15-5 and five in 25 minutes. To me, Malik Beasley is very much a fringe 12-team league guy. And if you want to get someone else with his spot, absolutely piss him off straight away. Jordan Clarkson, the man on the street, not his best night. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. But he did start. 10-5-5 five and five, and he should be on a 12-team roster. And Walker Kessler probably should be too. Now, he got extra minutes because Kelly Linick got into early foul trouble. But 12-10 and 10 is a strong game. As for Linick, that's bad. But he played 15 minutes. And I think we need to look at that. Five fouls. So if you rostered, and I was one of them. I said before, I don't know what you do with Mo Bamba because I wouldn't have drafted him to begin with. But I did draft Kelly Linick, and I know what I'm doing. I'm holding. This is not reflective. If he plays 15 minutes next game with zero fouls, then I'll go, all right, see you later. 
but that's not what happened. So I will hold him. Alexander Walker out of the rotation. Agbaji out of the rotation. A little bit surprised with Alexander Walker. Not surprised with Agbaji. Horton Tucker was terrible. Not surprised. Well, Jared Vanderbilt had foul trouble as well. In fact, he fouled out. He had 12 boards. We know what he is. He's a steals and rebounds specialist. That's all he does. He will hurt your other areas. He's normally a good field goal percentage guy too, but he'll hurt those other areas. Be aware. You should know that. I mean, I'm sure you do, but he's worth having in the right context. All right, let's go on to the second last game. The Blazers get the win over the Kings, 115-108. Some big minutes for players here. 38 minutes for Josh the Hitman Hart. Remember when he was allegedly in a position battle with Nasir Little? Well, Little played 10 minutes and had zero points. Hart, 19-7-5 on 73% shooting. Could have got him at 115s, which I did in quite a few spots. I obviously didn't think he'd be this good. This was huge. Jeremy Grant, 23 and 8, three threes, two steals. He looked great as well. And more importantly with Grant here, 13 free throw attempts. That is massive to getting his value up. Lillard didn't shoot well, 20% on, 20 points, sorry, on 29%. But eight assists, two steals, nine of nine from the line. I feel okay with that. Simons had uh, 22 points. Dog him, Red. Three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and three threes. The two steals are nice. The 41% isn't. You worry again about some of the supporting stats, but overall a good line. That's what keeps him towards the hundreds. And as something I mentioned, you know, maybe a week or so ago, Yusuf Nurkic isn't in game shape. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. 25 minutes only. Eight and seven, two steals, and they closed with Justice Winslow as their center. Winslow actually got him back into this game. 11 and eight in 26 minutes. Olivier Saar is out. Drew Eubanks played only 16 minutes. No Trendon Watford. Remember, he was good on a tanking team, not on a real team. Uh, I'm not dropping Nurkic, but you know, once we got that information, that's, I started to fade him pretty heavily. Shaden Sharp had 12 points in 16 minutes. That's fine, but he's nowhere near 12-team uh, ready. For the Kings, they uh, like look, let, let's be, they lost the game. That's not good, but at least they were able to trade Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis, who fouled out in 33 minutes and had 13, 4, and 5 on 50% shooting. I was okay with Hall uh, Halliburton. I wasn't okay with that trade. It was dumb. I was okay with Sabonis in the third round, maybe very, very late second this season, but this was just a shit performance. 13, 4, and 5, he really struggled. He was bad from the free throw line, but the big fella who ended last season absolutely rolling, Darren Fox... 33, 7, and 7, 5 threes, 57 from the field and 80 from the line. That's a steal. You got him in the 50s, 40s, or you're feeling really good. It might not last, though, of course. Fan of pants, Kevin Herter, 29 minutes, 23 points with six threes. Now, the first thing to look at here, it goes 29 minutes ago. Okay, not great. Because the rest looks good, but 67% three-point shooting, no chance of sticking. So if, instead of going 23 with six triples, he goes... 14 with three triples, you look at it and go, like, eh, like, eh, it's fine, right? Like, it's just fine. It's not a bad night, 14 with three triples, but it's not, oh, I must add, must rush to add him. He's like a 14-team league guy. He always has been, really. I'm really happy that they played Terrence Davis. I think Terrence Davis, just keep it to yourself, I think he's better than Davion Mitchell. Um, 14 points, five rebounds, two steals, and a block in 25 minutes. He largely played, though, I'm guessing, because Keegan Murray was out. And how they work that rotation out when Murray comes back will be something to watch. Keep an eye on Davis's role. This, I tell you what, this screams for Casey Okpala, who started, had zero points in 16 minutes. It was a minus four with a 3% usage. 
they're going to eventually, they might, next game, Keegan will be back and they'll start Okpala there. And then in three games time, they'll start Murray and Okpala will go from starting to never playing again because it is stupid. What are you doing? Why do we go through this same ritual with one team or two teams every year where they start some bloke who's got absolutely no business being out there whatsoever, who cramps up the floor, gets in there someone's way, and then they finally realize it three weeks after everyone else does, and then they never play. They don't move him to the bench. They just never play him. And that's exactly what it feels like here with Okpala. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Okpala will stick in this starting role all season. Maybe Okpala will move to the bench and thrive in that role. Maybe his 3% usage will come in handy. What is the point of this? Anyway, much like playing DeAndre Jordan deserves you to lose, starting Casey Okpala probably does as well. Sorry, Kings fans. Um, Malik Monk, six points in 16 minutes. Surely you don't have him in a 12 team. You can drop him while the pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. This is why I have no interest in him in 12 team leagues. Nine and eight with four assists in 30 minutes. And that's without Keegan Murray. Not worth it. Um, Rashawn Holmes still rostered in leagues. Why? I don't know. He had uh, two and three in 15 minutes. If you're one of the people, and surely if you're listening to this podcast, you're not. But if you are one of the people that has him on your roster. Get that garbage out of here! Also, absolutely no reason to be holding Davion Mitchell, who had two, three, and four on 13% shooting. There's just not a role for him. It's just not happening. Bye-bye. On to the last game of the night. Wow, the Dallas Mavericks. Nice choke. There, the Suns win at 107-105. Is that revenge for Game 7? Absolutely not, but I'm sure it feels good. Luka Doncic was great. 35-9-6. He played 37 minutes, and he hit all 13 of his free throws. That is amazing. It's great for him. The Crucifix played only 24 minutes, and that is a little bit of a red flag. But he had 25-8 and eight with four threes on 40% usage. So I look at those things and go, okay, 24 minutes isn't great. 40% usage is. 40% usage is coming down. Do the minutes go up? I'm not sure. It's still going to be valuable, but look at those two things. Dinwiddie had 15 points, three threes, missed both his free throws. He's never a rebound guy, never a steals guy, never a blocks guy. It's what hurts his category league value. He's okay at points league, and that's not a bad line. Bullock had 10 points with three threes. Well, Finney Smith played 38 minutes. Please, Dorian Finney-Smith is rostered, according to our advanced metric, in 98% of leagues. What are you doing? Get that garbage out of here! I just really value that he doesn't turn the ball over. Okay, he had 5-3-0. and zero. Like, that is not useful. On a 12-team day game day like this, there's just no... First week of the season, Dorian Finney-Smith and Dorian Finney-Smith-like um, players are just going to be around. You're going to find someone who averages 12 with two threes and four rebounds and two assists and one steal. You just find those guys through streaming. And I apologize to Dorian, the Finney family, the Smith family, the Finney-Smith family, the Mavericks fraternity, Mavs Nation, MFL for life, Locked on Mavs, my boss, Nick. Um, apologize to all of you people. I think Dorian Finney-Smith's a really valuable player. I just think he's an absolute waste on a fantasy roster, a 12-team fantasy roster, let alone being almost universally rostered. It's not touching any of my rosters. What's the point of it? I honestly don't see the point of it. And I have absolutely no problem if you want to disagree with me on Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, no worries. It just, it's not for me. It doesn't make any sense to me to grab such a low upside player and have him on my roster at this point in the season. 
Tim Hardaway was back. He had nine points on 10 shots, so he's actually back, back. You can, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. Well, McGee played 14 minutes, had a steal and a block. Jason Kidd, maybe you are bad. We'll see. Um, McGee is like a blocks and field goal percentage specialist. If you needed that, he was worth a last pick. If you don't want him, like, see you later. You don't have to hold him. 14 minutes is putrid. It's in one of these things that I don't know. We're going to start JaVale McGee because you, know, you do you had to prioritize. You had to promise that to give him a three-year deal as a 36-year-old backup center. You had to promise him a starting job to bring him in. And now you're hamstrung in starting him. Absolute ineptitude from this organization. If that is what in fact happened and, and has been reported multitudes of times as to why he is starting. Absolute stupidity. The Suns. 41 minutes for Booker. What are these minutes? 28, 4, and 9. Big numbers. DeAndre Ayton. This is the ultimate DeAndre Ayton. 18 and 10. Oh, you're getting there. You're real close. You're real close. No blocks. 73%. But only 30 minutes. Like, it's just constantly, constantly edging us. Like, we know there can be bigger numbers. We know there can be explosions. But we just get the hand taken off right at the last moment, don't we? And that's why his upside's limited. Cam Johnson went to the locker room, never returned. He had 15 in 27 minutes with two surprise blocks. While Mikhail Bridges, 41 minutes. Now, Mikhail Bridges, similar sort of thing to Dorian Finney-Smith. Not the same, because he's obviously a must-roster player and is much better than Dorian Finney-Smith. But so many people talking about a breakout for Mikhail Bridges. And, oh, he was a second-round guy last year. You include turnovers. Like, he just isn't. Like, he's just not that valuable. He's solid. He's strong. He's good. He's unbelievably good in real life. But 13-11 with a block. Like, it doesn't win you fantasy leagues, I don't believe. I don't believe that approach wins you fantasy. Uh, I, maybe I'm just getting too angry at this stuff. Like, he's good, but again, Monty Williams, oh, we're going to put the ball in his hands. We're going to get more pick and rolls going through him. Uh, him and Cam Johnson will do that. You know, they combined for one assist. It was all bullshit. Um, speaking of bullshit, I don't know what happened to Chris Paul. He was sort of sitting on the bench at the end of this game. Damian Lee was getting them back into it. Paul had six points, nine assists, two steals, 17% shooting. He wasn't very good. And I talked about this earlier with Kyle Lowry. Maybe, like the, is there a chance they've just hit a cliff? Maybe, I don't think it is. But I can't rule it out at this age. Damian Lee had those three threes, 20 points, uh, 20 minutes, 11 points. Um, Sharich didn't play. Two minutes. We thought, oh, he'll be the backup four, backup five. He didn't play. Jock Landau was the backup guy. No, I think Landau's better than Sharich. Just a weird, some weird bench rotation stuff. Maybe I was being a little, I'm being a little bit too harsh on Macau Bridges and people who really value value him in fantasy. But from a vast majority of people playing points leagues or playing category league head to head, he just isn't as valuable as what an overall ranking metric will assign that value to him. He just isn't. And the 11 rebounds is really nice, but there is no massive on this team. There's no massive scope for upside for someone like that, and it just. Chugs along and chugs along. He absolutely needs to be rostered, Bridges. But I just, it's just, I guess, a philosophical difference I have versus some of the, the other ways that people view fantasy. And I don't want you to just take my opinion with that on board. I want you to think about it yourself. And I, try, I think I do. I try and give my reasonings as to why I believe that and, and go into it that way. Anyway, that's enough of that. I'm losing my mind as per usual. And that, I reckon, unless I missed something, but I don't know that I did, that's all the games. So let's look at the lines of the night as we crack over the hour mark. It's a long day. Lines of the night, the monstrous it is. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Remember the man that was uh, number three overall in the fantasy playoffs last season? Picked up right where he left off. 
The waiver wire line of the night is Cameron Reddish. Nobody could have seen that coming. The young of the night is Paulo Banquero. And the dud of the night is Mo Bamba. Not, not a surprise there. The top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Shea, followed by Fox, DeRozan, Doncic, Durant, DeJounte Murray, Jokic, Don Mitchell, Julius Randle, and Devin Booker. Your top 10 players rostered in less than 50% of leagues. Reddish at one. I wouldn't add him in 12s. Royce O'Neal, similarly. Kevin Herter, maybe, but as I just said, more of a streamer, 14-team leaguer. Trey Murphy, I'd consider it. Dennis Smith is a deeper league guy for defensive stats. Maxi Struess, eh, probably not. Bruno Fernando, eh, might be 14 teams, maybe. Johnny Concha, only if Brooks or um, Williams remain, or both remain out, then he could be a stream value guy. Terrence Davis, I liked what I saw, but no. And then Rudy Gay, absolutely not. And then the top 10 players for points leagues. DeRozan, DeJounte, Shea, Luca, Gobert, Zion, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, and Jamarant. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today after you finish listening to this. Recap 22 minutes, a lot shorter than this bullshit, of everything that happened in the sports world. And follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, thumb it up, I'm done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.